This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today we have an episode of Congress Speaks, as it was broadcast over CBS on June 15, 1943. It features an address from Senator Harlan J. Bushfield, a Republican from South Dakota, on the issue of food subsidies. Bushfield, the former governor of South Dakota, served about five years in the Senate, from 1943 until his death in 1948. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Be sure to visit our website at brickpicklemedia.com slash podcasts, where you can find links to past episodes and other information. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ww2radio. Thanks for listening, and hope you enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. will be introduced by Albert Leach of CBS World News. The breach between the administration and the opposition in Congress has been widened in recent days over the issue of subsidies. The president told us today that he knew of no better way than subsidies to hold down the cost of food to consumers. And he added that no one had submitted any better suggestion for keeping the cost of essential food articles within present ceiling levels. Mr. Roosevelt told us that a subsidy program to keep the cost of food articles at or below their ceilings would represent only from one and a half to two percent of the current annual cost of the war effort. And all through the conference, he said repeatedly that if anyone could devise a better method, he would be very glad to look into it. If such an improved suggestion were offered, he told us, it would be gone into seriously and thoroughly. The American Federation of Labor and the CIO favor subsidies. In fact, the CIO Consumer Council claimed that the Senate agriculture hearing that both the House and Senate restaurants are subsidized by free rent and $30,000 cash a year to keep down the cost of meals. Labor representatives at that hearing contended that labor does not want a rollback in the cost of living at the expense of the farmers. They said that the only way the rollback could be accomplished without penalizing the farmers was through the payment of subsidies. Farm groups are divided on the subject. The National Farmers Union, for example, which represents many of the nation's smaller farmers, favors the payment of subsidies. But the powerful National Grange is vigorously opposed to subsidies. Senator Bushfield is a leader of the congressional group opposed to subsidies. And he has promoted a bill which forbids the use of any money for subsidies except on congressional authority. Here is Senator Bushfield to give you his views. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The president says 
that he is going to reduce the cost of living 10%. To accomplish this, the Office of Price Administration has issued an order to roll back the retail prices on butter, meat, and coffee by 10%. To compensate the processors of these commodities, the OPA proposes to pay to the processors a 10% subsidy of the United, from the United States Treasury. The Subcommittee on Food of the Senate Committee on Agriculture and Forestry has been studying this program since it was first announced. I am convinced, as are the other members of the committee, that these subsidies cannot be justified and should be prohibited unless specifically authorized by Congress. Jesse Jones, Secretary of Commerce and head of the RFC, testified before our committee recently. He stated that this program on the three commodities named will cost the United States government $450 million a year. When asked where he would get the money to pay the subsidies, he said that he had the money in his RFC funds and that he proposed to pay the subsidies upon order of the president, whether the Congress approved it or not, and without the necessity of an appropriation from Congress. Nearly everyone is opposed to this program, except certain CIO officials and a small inner circle in the White House. Even official Washington does not approve of the program. Secretary of Commerce Jones, while declaring that he would follow orders, stated, quote, if you let the law of supply and demand take its course, no subsidies are needed. The subsidy plan will reduce production instead of increasing it, unquote. Chester Davis, War Food Administrator, also appeared before our committee. He said, quote, I believe that a general dependence upon a broad subsidy program as the chief instrument in holding prices in line or in expanding production would be dangerous and would not accomplish the things we seek. T.G. Stitz, chief of the Dairy and Poultry Branch of Agricultural Marketing Administration stated, quote, the proposal to roll back the price of butter has had an unfortunate effect. Prices for the producer have gone down. There is no provision to indicate that the subsidy would be passed on to the farmer, unquote. Meat processors, dairymen, and farmers all oppose the program. Albert Goss, national president of the Grange, testified before our committee, stating his opposition to the subsidy program thus, quote, we are opposed to the use of subsidies for such purpose because they will not work. They are inflationary and will defeat the purpose sought to be accomplished. Subsidies in lieu of fair prices will lead to post-war chaos. Subsidies pass on to future generations costs which this generation should bear. Subsidies lead to the dangerous doctrine of expecting the state to support its people. Subsidies lead to political control, and when once used, they're almost impossible to get rid of." Unquote. Under this subsidy proposal, only butter makers making 1,000 pounds or more a month will receive a subsidy. Neither the small creamery nor the hundreds of thousands of farmers' wives throughout America who make a few pounds of butter a week for sale at the local store will receive a subsidy. 
But what will be the effect upon producers? The retail price of butter is reduced by the order from 46 cents a pound to 41 cents a pound. The reasoning of the bureaucrats who advocate this program is that it will have no effect upon the price to the producer. Their theories are not supported by facts. The price of butter and of milk products are already reduced five cents, so that the farmer and small butter maker loses millions because the processor does not and will not pass on the subsidy. And the price of cattle have dropped one dollar a hundred in the last few days. The rollback program inflicts huge damage upon meat processors too, because no subsidy is to be paid upon meat now in their hands. The American Meat Institute estimates the loss of the packers at $25 million. It will not help the consumer, this subsidy program. It will increase the black market and can be used as a club to enforce political obedience to those in power. Finally, this program will cause inflation. I oppose this rollback and subsidy program, not only because of the huge losses to the producers, but because it is wrong in principle and is of questionable legality. To retain some control over this autocratic action of OPA, I introduced in the Senate, Senate Bill 1143, which will, if passed, prohibit the payment of these subsidies unless by specific appropriations and authorizations by Congress. The subsidy has no legal standing. By the terms of the Price Control Act of 1942, the president, or the administrator under him, is authorized to pay subsidy for one purpose only, and that purpose is, quote, to make subsidy payments to domestic producers of such commodity to obtain the maximum necessary production thereof, unquote. There is no provision whatever in the law authorizing the president to roll back prices or to pay subsidies to processors. And instead of increasing production, this rollback actually decreases production. So I say, if we're going into that kind of a program, it should have congressional sanction. Every witness appearing before our committee says the program will lower production of both dairy and meat products. Both the producer and the processor will lose, but the consumer and that includes all of us, will lose too. Consumers are receiving higher incomes and wages today than ever before in our history. And they can continue to pay this small additional price for butter, meat and coffee without loss worth mentioning. Let me explain the actual facts. Under the rationing now in effect, each consumer can obtain a quarter of a pound of butter a week or 12 pounds a year. The five cents additional cost to the butter consumer without a rollback for one year is 65 cents. To the coffee user, 24 cents. To the meat eater, $2. The entire cost to the consumer without the rollback will be less than one cent a day. Isn't it better for the consumer then to bear that cost instead of dipping into the federal, federal treasury? Secretary Jones says that this program will cost about $450 million a year. Members of the CIO testifying before our committee demanded that Congress appropriate a minimum of $2 billion for this program. But whatever the amount required, we consumers will pay it in taxes. The government does not have the money. It will have to be borrowed. Borrowed money requires the payment of interest. 
Whether the sum is $450 million or $2 billion, we will have to pay interest upon it by more taxes. And do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, the new army of thousands of job holders to be employed to administer and enforce the subsidy program. We then have the original cost, whatever it may be, plus the interest charge on the borrowed money, plus the cost of administration. You and I know that with the government handling it, the cost will be from two to three times the total amount of the subsidies. And who pays this bill? The taxpayer pays it, and the taxpayer is the consumer. Ladies and gentlemen, this whole scheme of rollback and subsidy is a cheat and a fraud upon the American people, conceived by the Roosevelt administration to fool the people into believing that the administration is reducing the cost of living. Are we gullible enough to stand for this fraud? I do not believe we are. The policy of bureaucrats in Washington, thumbing their noses at the people and at Congress, is going to explode in Washington's official face one of these days, and a lot of people on the government payroll are going to receive the shock of their lives. Senator, away from the question of subsidies for a moment, I understand you believe that meat rationing is not necessary. Will you give us your reasons why it is not necessary? There are no facts upon which to support the order of rationing. We have in this country today seven million more cattle than we ever had in our history. There is no shortage of meat, either on the ranges, the feedlots, or the slaughterhouses. The trouble is, in the stifling, illogical, nonsensical handling of distribution through the Office of Price Administration, until that is corrected, we will have trouble. Unless it is corrected and corrected soon, we will have chaos and perhaps worse. You have been listening to Congress Speaks, a regular Tuesday night CBS feature, bringing you the voices of your senators and representatives. Tonight you heard Senator Harlan J. Bushfield, Republican of South Dakota, and Albert Leach of CBS World News. Be with us again next Tuesday night at the same time when, from the nation's capital, Columbia brings you Congress Speaks. Thank you.